You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello and welcome back to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. I, of course, am Just Jonda. And on this episode, we will be talking about the new movie on Netflix. I believe it came out sometime around, uh, let's say, around February 24th, maybe a little sooner than that. It's called The Strays on Netflix. Now, just a quick synopsis about this movie. And by the way, a quick note, spoiler alert, because I'm going to be speaking very frankly about the movie. And in order to do that, there's going to be some giveaways. So if you haven't seen it and you don't care about spoilers, great. But if you want to see it and I don't know, want to act surprised, then pause the episode, go watch and come back, but definitely come back. At any rate, uh, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis before we get into it. So basically, this movie is about a woman. She's a black woman. They don't say whether or not she is a black woman of mixed race or anything, but she's very light-skinned black woman or very fair for those who want to be more politically correct, who at the beginning of the movie seems to be overwrought. They don't make clear. So for all we know, uh, later on, she could be lying and I'll get to what she could be lying about. They don't make clear whether or not her home life was truly, um, disturbing or that she was being abused or anything like that but she's definitely overwrought it the movie begins with her talking to someone who is probably her mother over the phone and she's complaining about money and being stressed and all the things that many of us complain about every day i mean when she was talking i could totally identify with the things that she was saying and Quite frankly, I could even identify with the action that she took. But just because you identify with it uh, doesn't mean you'd actually do it. So her mother told her that, you know, she gave her some crap about perhaps being in the situation she's in because she doesn't manage her money right, yada, 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 types of things that uh, mothers may say. Because again, we don't know how long she's been in this situation. And she actually appeared to be a relatively young woman at uh, initially, I thought she might be college age, but you know, maybe she's like in her mid twenties. At any rate, within a few minutes of getting off the phone, she makes a life, clearly life-altering decision. Uh, she just writes a note, puts it in a prominent place, and she rolls out. And that's it. Roll credits. The next thing we know, it's clearly umpteen years later, and from what we could deduce by the age of the children that we are introduced to, it's probably about a good 16, 17 years later. 
because she's got upper high school age children. She is living in the suburbs. She is married to a white man. Her children are very light, but obviously of biracial uh, descent. The, um, the boy's hair, of course, is very curly and somewhat coarse. The girl, <laughs> she, it's very obvious that um, the mother doesn't care for the fact that the daughter's hair is showing a little of her ethnicity. And the daughter, in fact, like many of the Instagram generation, wants the whole like Megan the Stallion swoop hairdos and the aggressive baby hair and the whole thing. And yes, I call it aggressive baby hair. I wish the trend would go away. At any rate, uh, so she has these kids. She has this husband who is fine with the fact that he has a black wife is his black wife that's not fine with being black and there's a whole thing with her and her wigs which obviously itch a lot i was wondering if maybe the husband was putting something in them because he actually preferred her natural hair uh, which we find out he told her uh she is the assistant headmistress of a school and by the way all of this is set in the UK, which is something I really liked about this, especially because with them being in the UK, it also, at least for us on the American side watching this, played up even more the poshness and the accent and all of those things um, as it relates to her passing now or or attempting to pass i don't think anybody was under any delusion that she was uh if not just flat out black then certainly of mixed race um so as as the just within the first 20 minutes it is very clear that this woman um avoids any and all things that show any amount of ethnicity or color or blackness. In fact, her son even says that she tries to be white. And I think her daughter refers to that as well. I mean, if she even sees them talking to someone who appears to be black or she noticed her daughter's roots or the way her daughter was again wearing that sort of swoop smash down on your forehead bang with with the baby hairs and whatever just drove her crazy so um it's very clear what is being conveyed about this woman whose real name is Cheryl. I can't even remember what her name is supposed to be in the movie, but we know her name, her real name is Cheryl. Mama name is Cheryl. I'm gonna call her Cheryl. So as the movie goes on, there is this, um, these, this black young man and young lady who keep popping up in various places. She kind of sees them and, and it becomes clear that she's not just having, um, it, she, she's not just laboring under the, the fact that she is losing her mind. <laughs> she is really seeing them and they're doing it on purpose. And, and ultimately they confront her and it, we don't need to go through all the scenarios. The bottom line is this situation blows up in her face and she is confronted by the fact that these two, the strays 
are her children. So what wasn't made clear to us <clears throat> in the very beginning is that she not only left this life that she was living with her partner, because when she was talking to her mother in the beginning, it was clear that there was a partner involved. She had children, two of them, in fact. And it's funny because she talks about the fact that, or alleges that the reason she left was because the man was abusive and he was this and that, which didn't seem to be what she was saying to her mother, but she, in the beginning, but she says that that was why she left. But then you leave your kids. Although she says that she left them with an aunt, we find out from the kids, the aunt didn't want no parts of that. And the kids were just tossed to the wind. And so when they show up, they are clearly not wrapped too tight, hell bent on revenge. And they are about 17 and 18. because they're not too much older than the kids that she had with her husband, Ian, who, her, her white husband, who she's living in the suburbs with. So I want to touch on a couple of things before we get to why I thought the ending, which is apparently seems to be the source of a lot of controversy on social media, um, why I thought it was perfect, despite so many people I know thinking that it was awful. So racial politics, we get into some of that uh, because they touched on the friends she's with, right? The so-called allies who always manage to say things that are inappropriate despite the fact that we're not racist. Uh, I think one of the interesting, more interesting conversations were when they were talking about white flight and the friend goes, well, what is white flight? And her husband says, well, white flight, well, one of the hus the husband says, the white, white flight is when people move out of urban areas or, or that people move because more people are moving in. And ultimately her husband, who again, re considers them to have a black family, even though the wife does not, the husband says, well, let's just, be frank about it, it's people moving out of areas when they, uh, when people of color are moving in. She was made very uncomfortable by that. And what was really funny is that throughout the movie, when she would have these outbursts, when she would see this young black man or young black woman, what was really interesting is that we would see how her reaction through the gaze of the white people around her because you have these white people who obviously very deliberately live in this area where they of course can be cloaked in their whiteness and in their um you know, in, in their uniformity of sameness and not having to deal with any issues outside of that other than acceptable Black people like Cheryl, who again uh, acts as if she is not Black despite having children who are struggling with their identity and who very clearly want to explore that part of their identity. 
but you have these people who ultimately, because of Cheryl's behavior, end up looking at this black person who they know is black, even if she is trying to pretend that she is doing some sort of passing with them, they are looking at her like she is the one who is the racist, which is really interesting because where they live in the school that they go to in the situations that they put themselves in very obviously are situations where they remove themselves from color yet feel that well we have our black friend who is not really black black but she is the one who is projecting the ire of you can't be here polluting our neighborhood and at one point she even says you are bringing things and polluting and trying to infect us and so it's very interesting because you see something that quite frankly sad to say i've seen even in the world we live in right now where the white people don't have to be don't always have to be the gatekeepers of the environment that they want to keep there are people of color whether they are black whether they are um, of uh, latin or spanish descent whether they are of asian descent indian descent who will be the gatekeepers for them because of the privilege that comes along with the proximity to whiteness and to have others around who are obviously black, not trying to bask in that proximity to whiteness, not trying to literally blend into that. Those individuals, the ones who are the gatekeepers, even against those of their own race, they see that as a threat. It is a reminder to those that they want to be in proximity with and whose privilege they want to absorb. It is a reminder to them that, hey, I'm different. I can't have any reminders that I'm different, so I have to keep them out. And even if I'm different and you know I'm different, I've got to be the only one, the one that you like, the one Black friend, the one Asian friend, the one Indian friend, the cool one, the non-threatening one, and the one who gets to bask in the privilege. And so it's it's very interesting Uh especially being African-American and, and watching uh, and being an African-American woman in particular uh, in watching this and, and watching Cheryl navigate this. So next, going on to the final thing, because I'm not going to make this very long because I, I really think that it's, it's an interesting watch. And I immediately jumped on uh, to the podcast as soon as I finished just to give my fresh reaction. 
this is why I thought the ending was perfect, despite the controversy uh, with, uh, not really controversy, but it, you know, it becomes a controversy when people are debating about it online, about the ending. So in the, in the end, ultimately, what we anticipated what would happen, at least what I anticipated would happen or that we were leading up to, which was Cheryl's Nat, uh, Cheryl's original children, I, I almost said natural born children, but all four of them are hers. Cheryl's strays, because they are the strays, the, the forgotten ones, or as the young man pointed out, the ones that she tried to erase, that the situation turned violent and um, they basically held the family captive and it, it was just going downhill. It was either we were going to have to watch them systematically kill them all or assume that that was the direction that it was going to go. But the bottom line is it was bad. They broke into the house and it's kind of keeping them captive, etc. You You watch it, you know, or if you already watched it, you already know. So ultimately, what happens? What is it that has people going, I didn't like this ending and blah, blah, blah. Or some people going, you know, it was fine with me. And some people going, meh. I don't know. This is why I thought it was perfect in my, uh, for me. Ultimately, what happens is Cheryl, in seeing that, you know, this is not going to go well. I mean, they could all end up dead at one point. It, it looks like the, her husband was killed. It, it was solution it was that was going to come to this situation. Um, food was ordered. She um, went to pay for the food and ultimately went to get her wallet, et cetera, said that she was going to give him a tip. The next thing you know, Cheryl comes downstairs. They think she's paying the man. She goes out the door and we hear her riding away. And the the movie ends essentially with uh, what we can assume is a dead husband in the gym and four kids, the two new ones and the strays for one of a better way of putting them. So her original set of children and the ones that she had a couple of years later, all standing, staring at the door and essentially looking at the audience because at that point, and I feel like it was um, almost like breaking the fourth wall because they're staring at us as we stare at the screen. And of course it was looking like they were staring at the door like, what the entire hell it looks like she left. I thought it was perfect. In fact, I think if it had ended any other way, I mean, obviously very fictional, if it had ended any other way, it would have been inauthentic to what it, but where we began. Cheryl leaves. When Cheryl gets stressed and life gets hard and what have you, that is how this began. She left. She expressed her displeasure. She uh, wanted help and, and there was going to be no help at, with this situation, but at least in the beginning when she was talking to who we assume is her mother. And then ultimately she was like, F it and left. And we can assume that based on the fact that the original set of kids are only about two years, two or three years older than the set we meet in the movie, 
um, they were young. They were babies. I mean, the son pretty much said he never knew his mother or, or rather he never knew his parents. And that would be true because from the standpoint of the age of memory, both parents were already gone. Well, we don't know about the father, but if she, but apparently she gave them to an aunt. So that would remove the father from the situation and she left. So the fact that they were minors or anything like that doesn't matter because she left kids who were two and three. So the fact that they may have been 15, 16, I don't know, 17 and 19 (laughs) gives a damn about that. But the bottom line is Cheryl leaves. That's what she does. What is it that you wanted her to do? All of a sudden become a hero and and grab the machete from the sun and start swinging it? Or of a kind of, in my opinion, rather lazy ending. Well, two possible lazy endings. Um, Just a slaughterhouse and turn it into a full-blown horror movie. Um, or even lazier, somehow there's some resolution where the new kids become the heroes or somehow they all live as a family. None of that is authentic to who Cheryl is. Now, again, you, you certainly could have killed some people. And, and it, if they had killed Cheryl, well, you know, she ruined their lives and Okay, so if they had taken her out, because I thought taking a husband out was just kind of sad, quite frankly, because he, which at one point was very funny, um, when they're in the midst of the crisis, he's like, I want a divorce. (laughs) And even as a viewer, I was like, bruh, it's not the time. (laughs) This is not the time. Um, But you know, killing him is like, whatever, but it was a little gratuitous. I mean, because, it, but maybe that's why they did it. Like the one person the the two kids were, con- were confused, but with the husband, he, again, maybe that was part of killing him because he was the one, it was like, dang, you're going to take out the one person who um, was the light in all of this. Okay, fine. You know, whatever. But Cheryl leaving, Okay. Yes, it leaves it open. No, there's no resolution. But in life, most of the time, there is no resolution. It's kind of like people always wanting closure. There's no closure. And even if you think that you got it, the other person may not even give a damn. So what's closure for you is just the other person kind of amusing you to you know, keep you from jumping off of a cliff, I guess. But, um, it, it, but in real life, life just keeps going. It just keeps going for the good or for the bad. It just keeps going. And what people, the greatest indicator of what people will do in the future is what they've done in the past, especially if there is no indication that there's been any work to change what those things are. Cheryl did not appear to think that she did anything wrong. She moved forward for the life that she wanted because the life that she had sucked. And until these two popped up, 
she was making it work. However much she may have been hypersensitive about some things and got on her kids' nerves for what they referred to as her being white and her wearing wigs that itched even though her husband didn't care whether or not she wore them, there was a vision that she had for her life. And whether or not she was truly, deeply in the depths of her soul happy, we didn't get into all of that. All we know is that there was a vision that she had for her life. She decided that it was not going to work in the place where she was. So she changed where she, uh, what she was doing and what she considered to be the trajectory of her life at that time, which is not a bad thing. It's, well, what she did was bad, but I'm saying for regular everyday people, absent you leaving your kids or, you know, setting your house ablaze, um, you know, hurting people, essentially, that is what you do anyway. If you see that things are not going in the direction that you want them to go to in your life, and there does not appear to be any relief in sight if you consider on the course that you are on, if you have the presence of mind to realize that, then what would be the logical next step to do what you need to do to change it? Now, with Cheryl's version of doing that extreme, yes, but the, the big picture of... Um, again, changing the trajectory of your life, not a bad idea. Just, you know, the way that Cheryl did it was problematic. But in the grand scheme of things, wreckage notwithstanding, not a terribly bad mindset in the big scheme of things. Now you got to work on all the stuff that come underneath you know, leaving kids and husbands and houses and bills and all of that. Yeah, that's extreme and this is Hollywood. But again, changing changing course to get what you want, not a bad thing. To say, there's a brass ring, I've worked for it, I can get it, I deserve it, I'm educated, I've worked, you know, I've worked hard, I am, you know, I try to do good for people, you know, I, I kiss babies and feed the homeless, all, all of those things. And I just feel like despite all of all that I am doing and attempted to do, it's just not working out. So I might need to do a, a, do a course correction. And that's not a problem. And I say all that to say that if you are a person, are the type of person who does the does the work for the course correction or just or you don't even necessarily do a whole lot of work but you realize that that has to happen that's not a bad thing and if you have to do it again you do it again and again and again well in the strays that's the type of person Cheryl was the problem is that Cheryl leaves wreckage behind but is the 
I don't like this crap, so I'm getting the hell out of here, a bad thing. No, except uh, when you leave a murderer with your kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I tried to give you a little bit of extra there, but I think you understand where I'm going. So, ending, many of you didn't like it. I thought it was perfect. It was authentic to the Cheryl that we met in the first five minutes of the movie. She was the same Cheryl in the last five minutes of the movie. Any other Cheryl would have been... What? So now all of a sudden she's a hero? Cheryl is a dick. Cheryl abandons kids. Cheryl abandons lives. Cheryl abandons bills. So she did it again. Why are y'all mad? This is Cheryl. You're not supposed to like her. You're not supposed to like her in the beginning. You're not supposed to like her in the middle. And you're not supposed to like her in the end. And if she had done anything else to try to be the hero, then what? We're supposed to celebrate Cheryl? No, Cheryl's a dick. And we're just going to stick to that. So kudos to the writer. You wrote someone that isn't even, you know, sometimes you write an anti-hero. Cheryl wasn't even an anti-hero. Cheryl sucked in the beginning. Cheryl sucked in the middle. Cheryl sucked in the end. Okay. And quite frankly, if it's fine for Joe to walk away in every movie so that he could kill again, well, in every season, so that he could kill again and justify it in the next season, then why not Cheryl? Now, we don't need a part two of this, but I'm just saying, let Cheryl go do what she's do. What she do. Let Cheryl go do what she does. If this were real life and you believed in um, divine justice, Cheryl would get hers. All the Cheryls of the world usually get it at some point, even when we don't know it, because... We all know a Cheryl in varying degrees. <laughs> Try not to be one. That would be my advice to you. So if you take anything away from the strays is, Cheryl was a dick. Don't be a Cheryl. This is Just Jonda, and I'm so glad for those of you who came on that you decided to stay. If you uh, are listening to this on Apple, make sure you give us the the top of the line with the stars as well as a review make sure that you leave us reviews anywhere you're listening actually because we want to build up those numbers and if you're listening to this on spotify or any of those other uh any of the others go on apple anyway and give us a review um you can follow me daily on um uh on Twitter, Instagram, all of those places at LesbianistJJ or at JustJonda. I'm more likely to post at JustJonda. You will also see that you can hang out and get lots of news and gossip with me every day on the blog on Facebook at the Fashion and Drama Diaries. The link is also in the bio here for the podcast. And I just encourage you to stay with us as we take it to the next level for this new season. Thank you for hanging out. Bye-bye.